Here we go. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Uh-huh. Uh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. I guess I'm getting the vibe here that a lot of people had these lofty dreams and no one lived up to them. I get that feeling, too. Oh, it's so good to laugh again. I can God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. As we sing our way into another podcast, doing a choreographed dance number with chairs. This is the part where we sit on them backwards. This is us singing with our chairs in front of a private jet and a hangar. God, really paint a picture with words. Mm -hmm. Really captured what I was doing. It was a described video, music video, is what I was doing. You didn't capture all the hip, hip thrusting I was doing, though. Yeah, well, I was... A lot of hip thrusting. Unnecessary. Maybe and a little too close thrusting. to my face. I don't know <laughs> what that was about, but HR! <laughs> Hello, HR! Woo-wee! Uh, friendly reminder that today is Thursday, which means an episode of the other podcast series came out earlier today. Called That close. Yeah. The real life story. This week, the real life story of Ricky McGee. Sounds like a made up name. It does kind of. Some people believe his story is made up. It involves everything. Shallow graves, Uh wandering the desert, eating leeches. Yeah. Plunging your fist into a hole in a dead tree to see what's in there and then, oh, you get bit by something. Oh, something that you don't want biting you. Yeah. Weird. So that's all in that episode. It's called That Was Close. If you already subscribed to this podcast, it's in your feed right now. Yeah, you probably looked right at it. Yeah, and went, I'm not listening to that. That's dumb. I suggest you do give it. I mean, I'm not going to say it's not dumb, but at least give it a throw. Yeah. Maybe it's the kind of dumb you like. The kind of dumb you like. Ooh, that's did I just, a great <laughs> album title. Did I just give a slogan for the podcast? Yeah, that was close. The kind of dumb you like. There you go. Yeah. All right. Now okay. we're in business. Um, you know, this is the part of the day where I like to talk about, uh, you know, art, culture. Yeah, because if there's one thing that you talk nonstop about, it's oh, yeah. art, it's culture. Oh, God. I got my finger on the pulse. Yeah. And I read two different stories today about paintings. I love these stories. These are my favorite kind of news story. One of the stories was about Bob Ross. Yeah. They're selling, I mean, they've been selling his paintings for years online, but the very first one he ever made for TV is selling for $10 million. They will not get $10 million for Ooh, it. I mean, it's a fine-looking painting. Is it? Is it a $10 million painting? I don't think it is. And I, that's not a slight against Bob Ross, because he... He clearly, he was good at what he did, if that's your kind of art, like if you enjoy picturesque mountainscapes and uh, fluffy little clouds, mm. then then that's great. He inspired, though, a lot of people that would not have gotten into art to get into art. So even more important, he inspired artists. But I don't think that's a $10 million painting. All that is true, and you're right. It's not worth $10 million. Bucks. <laughs> no. Ooh-wee. The other story was a more fun one. Um, the, a woman in New Hampshire, I believe it was, bought a painting at a thrift store for $4. Yep. Brought it home, set it up in a closet, 
That's when you know you're not she proud of your artwork when you she put it in She wasn't even closet. displaying it. <laughs> it was in a closet. But she posted a photo of it to Facebook, and people were like, ooh, you might want to get that checked out. And uh, ended up selling that thing for $191,000. U.S. Ooh, from four bucks to 191 grand. Yeah. That's pretty good. I saw that piece of art. I kind of liked it, actually. I looked it up online. After you told that story this morning, I went and looked it up. I thought, oh, that's okay. I like it. It's not bad. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it is fine. That's going to do it for Garner and Bryce Review Art. God, that's all I want in this life is to stumble into riches. Based on a $4 thrift store. I think those days are over. It's like, I, I don't want to say, oh, man. You know what I'm learning? Thrift stores in Canada are still relatively cheap. In other parts of the world, they're a racket. People don't even go there. I'm sure we're trending that direction. Well, we are. Yeah. When you go into, I won't say the name, but certain thrift stores now, it's like a, I don't know, like a Rubbermaid container you can buy for $3 at the grocery store is $3 with spaghetti stains in it <laughs> at the thrift store or like yeah. a gap t-shirt with a blown out neck. And you know, it's got, it's a high miler. They're charging eight ninety nine for a gap t-shirt that you could probably buy brand new when it goes on sale for $5. You're getting a little big for their britches. Yeah. That's what they're doing. I do appreciate the artwork though. I, I've seen people online do it where they buy like thrift store paintings, but then they add something to it. They paint like monsters or aliens or something into it. Yes. I do like that. Oh my God. Are we going to have to stop the podcast so I can Google this? I watched a documentary about the guy that created that form of art. And I can't remember his name now. Wayne something. It's Wayne. Well, if you can't remember it, I'll just take credit for it. This I invented is, this art form. Yeah, it was Wayne. He, <laughs> so he would take like a Bob Ross style, like beautiful mountains. And then he would just in beautiful block letters or like not block letters, but like beautiful cursive. Calligraphy. Over time, he would just put the F word right Ooh, across. Oh, I like that. Oh my God. I wish I could remember his name. His first name is Wayne. So if you're Googling it, Wayne... Uh, thrift store art. You can just put all these. Are you going to do it for us right now? Yeah. Are we going to chop out this part? Are we just going to put some hold music in? Let's put hold music in for a second while we Google. Wayne Wilkes White, ladies and gentlemen. We didn't have to Google that. We just, uh, it just occurred to us. Totally. And the documentary is called... Beauty is Embarrassing. And it was fantastic. It was so good. Like, this guy makes giant paper mache heads. He does... I love this guy's art. But yeah, he was, as far as I know, he's the guy that invented buying thrift store art and reworking it with dirty words. I like that. He had something to do with... um, Pee Wee Herman too, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe Ooh, he was the rest art, in peace. Maybe he was the art director on Pee Wee's Playhouse or something. Oh, well, I can't remember. But see if you can find that documentary. It's fascinating. Okay. And go see if you can find yourself a four dollar piece of thrift store art and turn it into two hundred thousand dollars U.S. You have questions? Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly have answers. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. I get the same rush that I assume that woman got. 
when she found out that painting was worth $191,000. Yeah. The same rush she felt is what I feel every time I drive into Lube City. It's the same thing. It's the exact same. My heart flutters just the same way. Yeah. Uh, hey, and if you want your heart to flutter the way Bryce does, go to Lube City. Go there right now. Even if it's in the middle of the night, chances are they're not open, but you could be first in line for, oh, for the yeah. morning. Early bird gets the worm. That's, That's what right. I always say. Yeah. Uh, find any one of their 27 Alberta locations. Just go to lubecity.ca. You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. They're trapped in your phone. <laughs> Forever. I should have worn my new jacket to the podcast today. You really should, because it really picks up in an audio format. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People would be like, oh my God, is Gardner can I wearing, hear a new coat? Is somebody on this podcast wearing a new jacket? I hear the rustling of a new jacket. You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. It's jacket weather, Bryce. It's officially jacket weather. It's sweater weather. Mm, I skip straight to jacket. I busted one out this morning for the first time since, I don't know, April, maybe? And I love jackets. Man. Jackets are probably what I spend most of my fashion energy on. I love a good jacket. I feel powerful. I feel attractive in a good jacket. Debuted a brand new one this morning. Thanks for noticing. Did not notice. Yeah, great. I actually, that one that I was wearing this morning, bought that in. Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Mm, jacket capital of southern Saskatchewan. There's a clothing store in Moose Jaw called Clothes Encounters. You get it? Like Close Encounters? Oh boy. I never trust a store with a pun. It opened, uh, it was established in 1979. I was looking at my receipt. It was, <laughs> when I was just a kid, that thing, it's still open to this day and they got nice clothes in there. So anyway, I brought this jacket home, hung it in the front closet, and then... Fast forward to this morning, I open the closet door. I'm looking for, you know, a snazzy a snazzy boot to pair with these jeans. Of course. A sassy boot for these jeans. And then I look and I'm like, my new jacket. Oh, I forgot all about it. So I pulled it off and put it on, but it still had all the tags on it. Oh, geez, what a hassle. I know. And I didn't want to have to walk through the house with my shoes on. So I drove to work this morning in a jacket that had all the tags on it. And then I just cut them off here. So can you imagine if I had been involved in an accident and the paramedics had to cut my clothes? They'd be like, why does this guy still have all his tags on his clothes? Can't just pull those off with your hands? No, that's how you rip a garment, Bryce. What? Oh, my God. Never just rip a tag off of a piece of clothing. It's a simple technique. No, no, no. These things were like roped on there, too. So, no, you don't do that. It seems like you make things a lot more complicated than they need to be. Do you think I make things complicated? I think you probably could have just walked to your scissors and cut them off in your house and uh, been fine. No. Because <laughs> then you run the risk. People what are if sleeping in my house and I got, what, Doc Martens on. You just would, they'd be like, what? Is there, is Frankenstein in the house? <laughs> no. So I cut them off here. Because you're, you're playing with fire. Because there'd be nothing more humiliating than... If you had forgotten by the time you got here that your tags were there, and you're walking around looking, fishing for compliments. Yeah. And just the tags are swinging off. <laughs> it's like when you get the jeans and you still have that clear plastic strip? sizing strip on oh, there. Oh, that's the worst. I wouldn't do that. I mean, you don't need scissors for that. But come on, Bryce, stop tearing tags off your clothing. You will rip your clothing. Maybe if you're eight, but no, no it's a simple technique to not rip. I no. ripped uh, tags off 
this morning as well. I, I know. Just rip them off my bare hands. What are we doing? I debuted a brand new jacket. You debuted a brand new shirt. God, it's fall. Back to school clothes, right? Oh, I'm going to do a fashion shoot and a pumpkin patch later on. That is kind of a pumpkin. That is a fall color, and it's a nice corduroy. Going to start wearing a lot of scarves. Good. You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Uh, Janet just texted and said, Guys, I'm also a major jacket person. I love a great jacket. I rocked a puffy vest on Monday. There was a $10 bill in my pocket sweep. You know what? I, I know it costs money, and I know times are tough for a lot of people, but if you can, when you put your light spring or your fall jackets away for the season, just slip a five or a ten into the pockets before you put them away for the season, because it doesn't matter how much money you make, how successful you are, how much money you have in the bank, there is nothing like forgotten jacket pocket money. It just never gets old. I'll bet even, you know, Elon Musk is probably putting on a fall jacket this morning, reaching into the pocket and finding a fiver and just smiling. We were talking, Bryce, uh, we were discussing new clothes and the uh, Bryce's technique of removing the tags is just to rip the tags off. That's how you rip a brand new garment. Don't do that. Get some scissors. Get a little stitch ripper or something. Uh, Allie says, never mind ripping clothing. I tried to pull one of those plastic things with the tags that has the little flat end. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. As I pulled it off, it really resisted, and the angle of the flat tab was digging into my thumb. So I kept pulling. It cut and dragged lengthwise down the pad of my thumb. Ouch. Much ouch. See? That's what could happen. It's the Gunner Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. I was just talking, though, like I wore my new jacket to work today. And when I put it on, I realized, ah, it's still got the tags in it. But I didn't want to walk all the way back to the kitchen to get those weird kitchen scissors that just kind of sort of work, not really. So I thought, I'll just wear it with the tags to work and I'll remove them here. So there was that 15 or 20 minutes where I was driving. Imagine if I had been in an accident. And the paramedics found me with a jacket with tags still on it. What would they have thought? You would have died of embarrassment. My family. <laughs> yeah. What's more uncomfortable? Wearing... Yeah, he had a broken leg, but he uh, he died of embarrassment. He fractured his femur, <laughs> but most of the pain came from his tags. What's more uncomfortable? Wearing uh, a shirt that still has the tags on it, or that feeling when you get your hair cut, and you just feel the hair on the back of your neck and going down it? Well, I'll let the rest of you discuss that because I don't have a horse in that race. You've experienced it before. I know. When I used to have my sweet mullet, you're right. Like you'd feel that. Oh, it was gross. Yeah. Yeah. So which one's worse? I don't know. I don't like feeling that tag against my neck. I'll tell you that much. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. I was going to talk about something else, but maybe uh, sports betting. Sports betting. It's... First of all, let me give a big shout out to uh, Greg from Lube City. I got to go golfing with him yesterday and a couple of our sales guys here. And Greg from Lube City, fantastic guy. And at some point during our round, they started talking about NFL football. Like they're all big fans. They all have a team. One guy's Seattle Seahawks. Other guy's Kansas City Chiefs. I can't remember who Greg's team is, but... They were talking about sports betting, and the minute people start talking about sports 
sports betting and covering the spread and the over under it's like I hear calliope music. I don't understand how it works and I don't want to ask. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. You know, I've followed sports for a long time and the betting part has obviously become big business over the last oh, couple yeah. of years and I have no earthly idea how it works or how it goes. When you see like, oh, the Oilers are plus 115. Yeah, when the I'm guy like, comes on between periods who gives you the, <laughs> and like, tell you what, they're plus, I don't understand. You might as well be speaking another language, pal. Yeah, I have no clue and I'm past the point now where I can ask anybody. Yeah. So I just live there and just smile and, smile and wave. Yeah, I got nothing to contribute. And, and like you said, I, I'm too ashamed. It's like I, I've never been to a horse racing track by myself because I wouldn't know what to do. But there's always the one guy in your circle that does know what to do, and then everybody just hangs on his every word. Like, it takes a long time to get good at sports betting, I think. Have you? Did you read the story of Phil Mick- Mickelson? Yeah, he's uh, he spent a few dollars. I think gambling. he was maybe too good at sports betting. So Phil Mickelson, if you don't know who that is, pro golfer, left-handed. He spent, according to some guy's book, some professional gambler wrote a book. Billy Waters, is this guy's name. He claimed in his book that Mickelson Mickelson has spent over a billion dollars on sports betting. Who <laughs> a billion dollars? And even Mickelson will say, yeah, it became a problem. And maybe you his don't say. relationships got a little strained <laughs> because of his gambling, but I don't know. He'd be good at it. How about you? Do you bat lots? Do you win lots? Do you do you lose lots? I'd be curious to find out. Even non-sports betting and just any kind of, uh, like when you're in Vegas, Yeah, I don't play a lot of the tables because I don't know what's going on and I'm not good at it. No. I've never won a pile of money. No, neither have I. What's the most you've ever won? 20 bucks, maybe? Yeah, I'm probably about the same. I don't know. How about you? What's the most money you've ever won? Oh, yes. This is the Garner Andrew Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Wow! We're just telling you're gambling. I don't understand betting. I don't understand most gambling. But listen to this. Somebody said, I made $85,000 profit playing blackjack over an 18-month stretch back in the day, including $10,000 in one 90-minute session. They don't re- they don't let me play anymore though. Ooh. That's a solid brag though. You know when your friends are like, "Let's go to the casino." And you're like, eh, "I can't go to that one. I'm banned from there. Won too much money from them." That's impressive actually. That's like when you tell people uh, that you have to go to the police station in every town you travel to and register your hands there as deadly weapons because I'm sure that happens all the time too. Melissa says, I won $21,000 on a $2 scratch ticket, paid off my student loan, bought a car at the time. That's a nice little sum of money. $21,000? Oh, <laughs> I lost $10,000 on one hockey game. Uh, it was on a Calgary-Tampa playoff game when a goal got called back. Oof. How do you, like, if you have a spouse or a partner, how do you explain that you just lost $10,000 on a hockey game? That's nuts. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Like, I have no idea. Like, I know how to put money in a VLT and push the button. 
I don't understand like all the complex lines on the screen. I don't quite get what's going on. But I would never sit down at a table and play a table game. I wouldn't know what I was doing. Somebody said most I've ever won was $2,800. I put a $20 bill in and won on my first spin. I also won $2,300 on a roulette table. Had no clue what I was doing. That's what the grizzled gambling vets absolutely love. They love this kind of story. They love it when, uh, you know, a noob drops by, puts a couple of bucks in, and next thing you know, balloons, streamers, and cash are falling from the ceiling. <laughs> How about you? What's your story? Uh, oh, this one. This. I could get behind this one. I understand the math. My buddies and I bet cheeseburgers instead of cash. Most I've won was five on a turtle race most I've lost was eight cheeseburgers on a soccer free kick challenge are you talking about like McDonald's cheeseburgers or high end cheeseburgers because that could get expensive I like the spirit of this kind of bet though the Garner Andrews show with Bryce Kelly podcast hey is it too late to tell a great story about job envy sure no go for it job envy (laughs) okay we uh so we were down here in Medicine Hat, where we still listen to the show every day. And just a few nights ago, Brian Adams was here. And we do the autograph, the, the record autograph session after. And uh, I must look the part. And he says, are you a musician? I said, yes. He says, full time? No, just for fun. And he says, well, what do you do? I said, well, I have to go drive a train in a few hours yet tonight. He goes, drive a train? That sounds awesome. His eyes just lit up and I said, no, it's really not. (laughs) The guy, hang on a second. The guy that wrote Summer of 69, the guy that bought his first real six string and bought it at the five and dime. Yes, it was so bizarre. And I said, and I said, no, you'd, you'd much rather be playing for the arena of people singing your songs back at you. But his, his eyes went wide. It was so genuine. That he is, was such a nice guy. It was just hysterical. I literally laughed out loud. That is bloody awesome. I love that about people. Like I love like that guy's an international superstar. He's one of the biggest musical exports to ever come out of this country. And yeah, he, it was a great interaction. It's not someone I've really listened to in the last 20 years at all, but it was such a good show. Yeah, I'll bet it was. Just hit after hit after hit. Hey, uh, Bryce, thank you for listening down there in Medicine Hat. Really appreciate it. Oh, you bet. Take care, big guy. You too, big guy. Uh, it's like we said yesterday. It doesn't matter how successful you are, how much money you have in the bank. You never stop going... Oh, that job looks way better than my job. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast stay in the dumpster behind the building in the rail yard. Classy.